Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One of the six states that could decide the outcome of the U.S. midterm elections is Pennsylvania. The winner will either be the Republican candidate, celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Oz. My whole life has been about hard work and earning and supporting other Americans because that's what Americans do. Or the six foot eight tattooed hoodie wearing Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman for the Democrats. Fighting for a minimum wage. (laughs) Fighting, fighting for the union way of life, how sacred it is. The election race has been colourful, to say the least. Let me just point out, while we call him no-show Fetterman, he's missed a third of his obligations as lieutenant governor, rarely works more than a few hours if he does show up. He missed the majority of the city council... If Republicans can flip the Senate on November 8th, it will stymie President Biden's agenda. Democrats had hoped the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion would give them the firepower they need to get voters to turn out. But the cost of living crisis is giving Republicans the edge. With less than three weeks until the midterm elections, the forecast is doom and gloom on the economic front. Families are hurting. You've heard me say it before, but I get it. I'm Aideen Finnegan and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, Can the key battleground of Pennsylvania hold back a red wave? Martin Wall is Washington correspondent with the Irish Times and Martin has been on the campaign trail in Pennsylvania. But first, let's have a look at the overall context. So up for grabs are seats in the US House of Representatives and in the US Senate. And Democrats have majorities in both the House and the Senate right now. But Republicans seem to have the momentum in the House, according to polling. It seems quite likely Republicans will win a majority there. In the Senate, things are a bit tighter. The Democrats could hold on to their slim majority there, or the Republicans could take control by a slim majority. And there are 100 seats in the Senate. Not every seat is up for election this year, but one of the seats that is up for grabs is in the state of Pennsylvania. And it's one of the most interesting personal battles in this huge election. The candidates are Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. Fetterman, the Democrat, is marginally ahead in the polls, but it is very close. So Martin, who are these men? Will we start with John Fetterman first? Philly, I I am John John Fetterman is essentially literally a larger than life character. He's six foot eight tall. He is, as I say, he's the lieutenant governor of the state at the moment. He is, as I say, a very, a very big man. His tattoos, he habitually wears 
hoodies and shorts and styles himself as being a champion of the working class. You know, all these issues, economic justice, uh, economic development, public safety, you know, I've, I've always made my career about it, as opposed to somebody that lives in a gated mansion and have nine other mansions that has never spent any time in any of these. On the other hand, Madaz is a millionaire celebrity doctor championed by Donald Trump. And he's a guy that gets it done. He's a good person, too. His wife is a fantastic person. I think I like her even more than I like him. Lisa. And the, the contest that we've seen so far has been uh, colourful, to say the least. And at the moment, as you say, the polls would indicate that Fetterman is slightly ahead. However, election analysts in Pennsylvania maintain that polls in the state have traditionally underestimated Republican support and they are cautioning that there is still a possibility, a distinct possibility that Oz could win. There is a debate, a one and only uh, televised debate between both men due uh, before polling day and that could be the actual crucial issue involved because the key issue that has emerged in, in this race apart from all the fighting and sniping that's been going on around the sidelines, the key issue in this race is the health of John Fetterman. Because John Fetterman, just before he won the what's called the primary election to get win the right to be his party's nominee in the Senate contest, uh, suffered a stroke, quite a serious stroke, last early last summer. And he has been in recovery since then. What has that recovery process been like? How has it changed your day-to-day experience? The, the, it's, it's everything. It changes everything. Yeah. Everything about it has changed. Basically, having a conversation with your wife to having a conversation with your children. Just and the issues that have been raised by the Oz campaign is surrounding Fetterman's health and particularly his abilities to carry out the duties of a U.S. senator. John Fetterman is either healthy, and he's dodging the debates because he does not want to answer for his radical left positions. Or he's too sick. Now, we've had U.S. senators in the past who have had strokes and had illnesses and had cancers, etc., etc., while in office. This is an issue about electing somebody to the office in the knowledge that they are have a, an illness and a disability. It has become quite bizarre to the extent of, one, at one point, Oz's campaign seemed to be mocking Fetterman over his health. Oz's campaign releasing a statement Tuesday that said, if John Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, then maybe he wouldn't have had a major stroke. Fetterman, Fetterman, on the other hand, is trying to turn it and say, well, everybody knows somebody who is ill. It's in every family. Should we be saying that because people have an illness or have a disability, that they will not be able to work? And he has openly acknowledged that he has difficulties in comprehending some words. And as he said, I mashed together some sentences, but his doctors maintain that there's nothing to prevent him doing the job and that he is improving. He was using what's called a closed captioning device is basically where words come up on a screen when someone speaks to him so he can actually read words rather than than hear them. And but that is an issue that will be raised in relation to his ability to do the job and his performance in the debate with us, or when that takes place, will actually be crucial in determining where the seat actually goes. 
that's a bit of an MO of the Republicans. You know, they, I mean, it was something that Trump did with Hillary Clinton and then again with Joe Biden, the suggestion that he was too old and sleepy Joe. It, it just You wouldn't get that here, but I suppose there's no point wringing our hands about that. Tell me about Dr. Oz, who the Republican candidate is. Is the country headed in the right direction? If your friends say yes... Take away their car keys, they should not be driving. Oz is, a, as I say, a, a millionaire. He's a cardiothoracic surgeon by profession, Harvard educated. Became a celebrity by doing a doctor slot on daytime TV. And his critics maintained that he, he was promoting medical products that really didn't have, that weren't particularly um, effective. It's green coffee beans. And when turned into a supplement, this miracle pill can burn fat fast for anyone who wants to lose weight. There is issues that have arisen in recent days about his days as a medical researcher in Columbia University. There are allegations of animal abuse in the context of the, the medical research and that 300 dogs may have been killed as part of the research. That's been thrown at him. But the biggest issue that's been thrown at, at uh, Oz is that he's elitist and he's out of touch and that he is a, essentially a political carpetbagger that he's from. Uh, his, his, he's worked in New York essentially all his life. He lived up to recently in New Jersey. And in the state like Pennsylvania, where unlike many other parts of the United States where people move in and out of the state on a routine basis, an awful lot of people in Pennsylvania were born here. So the issue of somebody being accused of being an outsider coming in resonates stronger in Pennsylvania than it would do maybe in New York or elsewhere where People moving, as I say, in and out of the city or the state are quite common. There has also been a number over the summer, there were a number of gaffes by Oz. There was a famous video that went viral of him in a supermarket. Here's a broccoli. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. There's some asparagus. That's four dollars. Where he was saying he was getting ingredients for crudités. Six dollars? Must be a shortage of salsa. Guys, that's twenty dollars for crudite. This doesn't include the tequila. I mean... That's outrageous. And <laughs> essentially talking about the cost of it. And Fetterman said, no, we, we just have vegetable trays here. We don't call them that. The team sent me the video and they're like, hey, you got to look at this. You got to take this on. And I was like, crudite video? I, I thought it was because of the stroke. I didn't know what the hell is, what's, what's that word? It, it, the impression was given that this is a guy who's just a wealthy elitist and is out of touch with the, the struggles and experiences of everyday workers in, um, in Pennsylvania. And the, and the everyday worker in Pennsylvania is the actual catchment area, the catchment group that Fetterman is championing. The campaign has been spicy uh, of charge and countercharge and whatever else. But I do think that the reality on the ground will be what will determine this race will be the outcome of the debate when the two men debate. If Fetterman can, can show that he can overcome the issue of his illness, that may go as far as get, get him over the line. The other issue on the ground that Oz is raising are they are claiming that Fetterman is soft on crime. John Fetterman supports decriminalizing dangerous drugs like fentanyl and heroin. And Fetterman supports creating heroin injection sites in our neighborhoods. Fetterman's ideas are radical, deadly, and wrong. Millions of dollars in ads gone into this race, and a lot in parts of the country are in relation to crime. Fetterman was chairman of the state parole board, 
And as part of the State Parole Board, there were a number of people who with criminal records, including for who were involved in murder, were released on parole. One, if not two of those people who were released on parole have actually jobs in the Fetterman campaign. And the Oz campaign has running ads suggesting that Fetterman is letting murderers out on the street. Emptying our prisons means more hardened criminals on the streets, hurting our communities. We need a change. I'm Dr. Oz and I approve this message. You know, parole is a process. It's not a one-man decision. It's a process, but it simplifies it and it is using that. It is weaponizing his role in the parole board to attack him as being soft on crime, soft on drugs, soft on uh, drug cartels. The millions of dollars in ads that are being spent in different parts of uh, Pennsylvania highlighting these allegations of crime and, and being soft on crime are actually resonating. So they will be, I think, will be an issue in the debate to try and nail that as well on the, on the part of Fetterman. So has Fetter- is all that Fetterman has going for him is the fact that he looks blue collar and he sounds like a Pennsylvanian, you know, because obviously the economy is not in great shape and that plays to the Republican hand. If crime is a big, important issue in Pennsylvania, that plays to the Republican hand too. What do people in Pennsylvania care about that Fetterman can take advantage of? Uh, the two big issues, abortion, democracy. Abortion on the issue of, you know, obviously the, the, the state rights and that the, the president has maintained that if, um, if the Democrats have a majority, it, come January, the first bill that he will put forward will be a bill to essentially legalize abortion, to put abortion on a legal framework as distinct from a constitutional framework on a national level. That's, that's an argument. The issue of democracy, as we discussed earlier in relation to the arising from the January 6th issue, for some people, that is very important. It's a really important issue that what we've seen in the revelations from the, uh, the January 6th committee about the attempts by some Trump supporters and some Republican activists to try uh, stymie or to prevent or delay the, uh, the transfer of the peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election, that that is hugely important to them. So on the Republican side, it's cost of living, cost of living, cost of living, and the issue of issues such as crime. Some people maintain that for middle class uh, Republicans, a man who walks around dressed in a hoodie and shorts all the time is not the image that you would expect of a US senator, leaving aside the actual illness or whatever else. It's just the, but for the Fetterman campaign, that is his image. Some maintain that that image is created, that Fetterman himself is from a wealthy background and received financial support from his family up until he was in his 40s. And that the, the, the actual man of the people persona is a creation. But either, even so, it's, a, it's an effective political creation. He's, you know, he, he quite handily won the, the nomination for the Senate. So all of those things will come into the mix. As I say, he's ahead at the moment with the health warnings about the polls and the accuracy of the polls. But I think it will all come down to the uh, the TV debate as to whether how Fetterman performs and how people see and perceive him answering questions and debating, given the limitations uh, caused by his illness. I don't think it's going to have an impact. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to get better and better. Uh, every day. And by January, I'm going to be, you know, much better. And Dr. Oz is still going to be a fraud. (laughs) Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today, data shows inflation is the worst it's been since 1981, up 8.6% since this time last year. That translates to families paying an extra $460 a month for everyday items. For so many. Martin, the midterm election battles that are happening around the country are happening against the backdrop of runaway inflation, and it's effectively making everyone poorer. And the problem is a global one, as we all know too well. But I'm sure voters in the US are still ready to blame those in power. And who's in power? The Democrats. How big a problem is it for their campaign? Inflation is everything. It's huge. The Democrats, the president, the president's supporters maintain. They keep saying inflation is, a national, is an international problem. As you say, the Republicans don't mention international issues at all in relation to inflation. They see inflation as a domestic problem in the United States that's caused by the Biden administration. They maintain it's linked completely to overspending by the Biden administration after COVID when there was a $1.6 trillion uh, COVID uh, relief uh, plan announced. They believe it's just caused by overspending on the part of the federal government. But inflation and cost of living will be the really, really big issue across the board. You know, we used to talk about in the past in relation to US elections that no one got elected if, if, if unemployment was above 6%. The problem with unemployment is unemployment only affects you personally if you're unemployed, if you lose your job. Cost of living affects everybody. And when you go to the stores and go to the supermarkets here, the prices are, compared to Ireland, they are, they are extraordinarily high. What kind of increases have, has there been, Martin? Well, I have seen... I have seen just on an anecdotal basis, there, uh, you know, the price of eggs has increased by 33% in the, in the last year or so. Cereals are very expensive, obviously, because of the cost of, um, you know, ingredient costs in relation to grain, etc. Meat is very expensive. I have seen ribeye steak, general ribeye steak in a supermarket on sale, on sale for $60, which would be wow. 10 or 11 euro in Ireland. So things are very expensive. And but the really big issue, the really for Americans, the really, really big issue is the cost of petrol or gas, as is known here. It's a bellwether product because everybody drives by and large. And under Trump, and the Republicans can highlight this because of COVID, the cost of fuel, the cost of oil fell dramatically. So when Trump was leaving office, the cost of fuel was two dollars and something a gallon. It's insanely cheap compared with Europe but it's very expensive in American context. The cost of, the average cost of fuel, of, of gas across America reached $5 in June. Every single night on the, on the news, you had a, you know, essentially an outside broadcast reporter standing in a garage forecourt watching the, 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 the cost ticking up in the, on the boards. <laughs> and that was nightly, right. was every single night. The, the, the Biden administration put huge efforts in to try to reduce that. They release millions and millions of barrels of oil from their strategic uh, stockpile, their strategic reserves, to try flood the market, to try to depress prices. And it worked. 
and for 100 days in a row, the, the, the price of, of uh, fuel, of gas, fell. And it's now around about 380 a, a gallon. But the problem is, in the last couple of weeks, it has begun to tick back up again. And the really big issue that's on the horizon is the decision by OPEC, the oil exporting com- countries, two weeks ago, to cut production. And particularly the role of Saudi Arabia in supporting that production cut. The Democrats saw that as being the Saudis siding with the Russians and essentially putting their thumb on the scale in this election. Because what that will mean is that the price of gas will increase just before polling day. And inflation is still running at around about 8 point something percent. With the midterm elections just weeks away, a cruel reminder that the right of half the population to legally control their own bodies and reproduction is on the ballot. BuzzFeed reports that... Martin, you mentioned the Democrats are putting everything in the social issue basket, that they are banking on the Roe v. Wade overturning the Dobbs decision, that that being the thing that can get people to support them in the midterms, you know... There was a sense during the summer that that could galvanise democratic support, especially from women. But has that materialised now, especially in the context of what you've been speaking about there with inflation? It certainly was tangible after the election. The Democrats won a seat, a a special election for essentially what we would call a by-election in upstate New York in August. In a a seat that Republicans, that Trump had carried and Republicans were expected to win. And it it was won by a Democrat who essentially campaigned as on a, used the the election as a referendum on abortion, and they won. And then you saw there was an issue in Kansas, which is a very Republican state, where there was a referendum a referendum on abortion, and the attempts to um, outlaw abortion were defeated. Again, Republic Democrats also won a won a seat in a by election, essentially in Alaska. The the Democrat defeated Sarah Palin, the former vice presidential candidate. So the all the winds seem to be the tailwinds seem to be at the back of behind Democrats. But in recent weeks, and certainly in the last week or so, as the inflation figures remain stubbornly high and gas prices are ticking up again, the battle that was going on for hearts and minds between the issue of abortion on one hand as against cost of living on the other, the enthusiasm regarding abortion seems to be waning a little. We're going to walk down and I'll be there with you to the Capitol... Because you'll never take back... You mentioned that the events of January 6, 2021 and the former president's attempt to overturn the results of that election was a factor in Pennsylvania that people cared about the threat to democracy. How big an issue is that on a sort of a nationwide level? Is that something the Democrats are talking about a lot in their campaign ads or the campaign trail? They they certainly are talking about it. Um, It's not as big an issue as the more, you know, personal issues of, you know, as you say, social rights is against cost of living or whatever else, but it's there and it's in the background. And for certain people, it is really important. The Democrats are trying to wrap up the two issues into one big reason as to why you need to be careful of the Republicans, that these Republicans are extremists, that's what they're saying, and they will be extreme on abortion, they'll be extreme on democracy, they'll be extreme on voting, on voting rights. It comes down to the demographic of the people you're dealing with. I spoke to one person who's a canvasser in Pennsylvania going door to door and said, college educated women, abortion is the issue. Non-college educated people, it's cost of living. It's that. So it's different demographics as to where you're, how it goes. And then the issue on the day will also appeal, will be turnout. 
Martin, what would it mean for Joe Biden's presidency if the Democrats are to lose control of the House or Senate or both? I mean, obviously, they will lose the power to get legislation through. But apart from that, what else is is going to happen there? Biden's domestic agenda will be hugely impacted if he loses control of the of, of both houses, obviously. At the moment, he has control of both houses. The Democrats control both houses. The Senate, by a very the, the, the tiniest of margins, is the, the, the casting vote of the vice president. If you lose the Senate, it means that, for example, if there was another Supreme Court vacancy became available over the, over the coming years, you, you were unlikely to get your nominee through. It would be blocked or there would be attempts made to block it. In the House, it's more interesting because there have been some people in the House, some of the more extreme Republicans in the House have said they were going to look at the issue of impeaching Joe Biden personally, impeaching some of his uh, cabinet if the opportunity arises. For some for some of them, maybe not the majority or the leadership, but for some of them, there would have been no reason, no cause at all. They would just impeach Joe Biden on the first day just because they didn't like him. And it would mm. essentially be revenge for what the Democrats, as they perceived it, did to Donald Trump. So the other part will be is that there will be massive inquiries. They, they will set up hearings and investigations. There will be an investigation that I shadow it out into the issues surrounding the American withdrawal from Afghanistan in August of last year. There'll be issues surrounding the business dealings of the president's son, Hunter Biden. And that ties up the White House and its staff in the White House and the energy of the White House in dealing with those issues as against dealing with the other, you know, pressing domestic issues. Another issue that will become really apparent and be very, very important will be the issue of support for Ukraine. The White House has given billions and billions of dollars. I think about $12 billion so far has been earmarked to Ukraine for military aid. There have been people on the Republican side who have always been sceptical of the Ukrainians. In fact, there have been Republican figures who have been essentially pro-Putin from the start. And the issue that will now become an issue will be if American people are affecting, are being affected by inflation and cost of living and whatever else, can we continue to sign millions and millions of dollars over on an every monthly basis to Ukraine. And that will become an issue. And now the Republicans will be split on that issue, but there will be an, a vocal lobby group in Congress to say enough is enough for we don't give any more money to Ukraine. And that obviously has global strategic global implications. Yeah, that's not to say they will win, but ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Up to now, we have seen essentially unanimity by and large, in Congress, on both both sides, supporting Ukraine. That may not be the case in the future. I'm not saying the anti-Ukraine lobby will be a majority, but they will be a vocal lobby. 
in the future. Martin, you're over there in the US, so you're in the best position to kind of read the room and and pick up the anecdotal evidence. Do you think the Democrats are going to lose one or both, the House and the Senate? As it stands at the moment, they will lose the House. The Senate is literally too close to call. As I say, the polls are in a number of a number of the really key states like Georgia, like Pennsylvania. The polls just are too tight to, to call it at the moment. But I think the Senate is still in play for the Democrats. I think the House is slipping away. Martin Wall, thanks very much. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan, Declan Conlon and myself, Aideen Finnegan. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.